0: Welcome back to fitness or fiction. I'm joined today with Curtis and his biceps today We're going to answer three essential fitness questions. Cue the intro
1: Welcome back to fitness or fiction a podcast dedicated to cutting through the hype of the health and fitness industry Every week we dig into a new topic and
0: help you wade through the real information to make solid decisions on your fitness journey
1: so with almost any question with fitness, there's there's um, there's more behind a simple question than you would think, but there are these inevitable questions that we run into where when somebody's looking to get ac- active, especially after a period of, we'll call it drought, um, there's some major questions that just come up and it's like, well, should we talk about these? Yeah, we should. I think we should. So today is the first part of a four-part series talking about questions that are really typical you'll see them all over the internet it's kind of it's almost like a rite of passage it's somewhere where you have to go through if you're getting involved in exercise and regardless of the amount of time you spent thinking about it everybody's thought about it
0: yeah and i think there's a lot of generic information out there that people get like caught up in but uh so these questions are that we're going to answer today is a how often should you be exercising b When's the best time of day to exercise and see how long should your exercise or workouts take?
1: Yes. So recommendations, we can talk about how much exercise first. Um, How often is kind of where we're going to start with. How often should I exercise? It actually doesn't really matter. And I would say it actually is more a time accumulation thing. So it depends on the style of exercise you're doing for sure, the intensity of it, um, the type of exercise. Uh, but, you know, moderate to vigorous exercise, we're looking for something about 150 hours a week.
0: Are you pulling that from the Canadian
1: guidelines? This is, like, pretty standard across the whole damn world. Are you pulling that from the world guidelines? <laughs> <laughs> so, the um, the guidelines that they use in NASM or ACE or CanFit Pro, it's pretty much consistent across... The world and the World Health Organization is actually the people that are like, yeah, you know, you should be getting about 150 minutes a week. Mm -hmm. And we're talking like moderate, like you could have the more vigorous, the less time you need in some ways. Um, But, you know, when we start talking about what people are usually willing to execute as far as exercise, it's going to be low level to moderate. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be somewhere in that 150 minute range. But my question to you is, okay, somebody comes and says, listen, I'm willing to do my 150 minutes how how many times should i break it into what do you say it depends nice just like the adult undergarment that's
0: going to oh, it's going to like that's going to be the answer i think for all of these questions today is it truly depends on what your schedule looks like what your lifestyle
1: looks like what your work looks like so i think we can we can nail it down a little bit better for viewers so they can be excited about it instead of just like well who knows it depends good luck bye yeah see that's all uh, but if we were to say something like in a perfect world, if their schedule would withstand it, what would you choose? How would you break up those 150 minutes? Would you go in three bouts of 50 minutes or would you break it down further? I would
0: personally go for three bouts or four bouts.
1: Nice. So for me, I like to say, if you're willing to do it, I'll take it for sure. But if it's 150 minutes, I would actually rather six bouts of 15 minutes myself. Really? Specifically because we have more stimulus. like Especially if it's somebody that's recovering, which in my experience, most people that are just getting into exercise, they got all sorts of drama that they're dealing with from not exercising. Mm -hmm. Oh, my back and my knee and like all this sort of stuff. So frequency is actually a really strong thing that you can use for them and it's going to limit their amount of time in one bout so they don't get so darn sore. Mm -hmm. The challenge with that outset is that if somebody... If their schedule is kind of tough to find those, um, it doesn't really work well. So, my first question is what's easier for you? More short intervals or fewer larger intervals?
0: I could also see a lot of people have that all or nothing mentality as well, where they think that like 15 minutes doesn't really feel like a full blown thing, or they're not like they want a little bit of the soreness, but they're not like they don't want to be destroyed. Totally. So, again, kind
1: of depends on where you are at, what you're looking for. So what I, end, what I end up coming back to usually is going to be very similar to you, like around the, the four-day week mark, because that's what people will do. Mm. But especially when somebody's experiencing pain, it's like, listen, if you just took like 15 to 20 minutes, five, six days a week, this would, you'd be able to square this away real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's one of, those, one of those things where, you know, what is your style and what are you willing to do? Because if somebody was willing to do something as high level as like a Tabata interval, And they were willing to do that multiple times a week, which almost nobody is because it's horrifically uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But if they were, the amount of work that you could get done in that period would be worth multiples of just walking on a treadmill. It would be crazy. But if it were up to me, the type of exercise would also be resistance training, which changes the scope for people also.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be another question in regards to the how often as well i think it kind of goes hand in hand with the schedule wise is like you want those four days all in one shot bang 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 or for me when i say the three to four day marker is i'm trying to get a rest day in between each one of those workouts so a four days of work with a rest day ideally but that doesn't mean it has to be that way that's just kind of it would be nice if it lined up that way if you had to do
1: all four in a row then we can make that happen totally Well, the things to keep in mind when you're programming is um, how much fatigue am I accumulating? Um, Am I allowing the system enough time to rest? Mm -hmm. And am I impacting performance on the next day by not having a rest day? Mm. So typically on a four-day, you'd plan Monday, Tuesday, rest on Wednesday, train Thursday, rest Friday, train Saturday, rest Sunday. That's kind of how you do a four-day week, which Mm -hmm. is pretty typical. Um, But that way you can still hit some really good intensity during the workouts and you're not going to be feeling the the f- pile up or the fatigue from the previous day all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one of those things where your how often is going to in fact impact the way that you program as much as what type of goal you have, whether it's strength or endurance or um, pain management or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. So that one's tied, tied in a, a decent well, you
1: know, as much as it can be without specifics.
0: 100%. Yeah. So number two, is when's the best time of day to work out? When do you
1: work out? I feel best working out midday, like something around 2 o'clock. That works out really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, I worked out at 8 p.m. because that's how my schedule worked. I would leave work and I'd go see Henrik at 8 and I'd train until about 10 and then go home. Yeah. But you know, when you look at research of time of day, you're going to have some really conflicting stuff. It's it's one of these things that we talk about. You know, The hype is a challenge because... First thing in the morning when you wake up. Rise and grind. If you're not
0: waking up at 4 a.m., you're a loser.
1: (laughs) Well, first thing in the morning when you wake up, you have like the most possible hydration of your spinal discs. So you'll have like back research. Be be like, yeah, don't do heavy lifts, spinal loaded first thing in the morning. Let your back neutralize and whatever else. Um, But I think my answer on this one would have to be, when are you willing to do it? Mm. I don't put in the same workouts in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I have the hardest 10 minutes of my day are the first, <laughs> like it is tough. Yeah. So for me, that's not it's not really an option. I've had contests before in the morning and then I did okay, but like wasn't feeling great. Yeah. And I was working through something. So best time of day, you're going to find that a lot of research ends up saying between 2 and 6 p.m. Really? And they're going to say, usually what they refer to is that your body temperature is kind of at its highest mm. and your state of mental and physical arousal is going to be at its best. Yeah. So usually what they're talking about, you can, you can create a, a guardrail or a, a landmark for a lot of different reasons why a different time of day would be a good time to exercise. Yeah. But what they're using in that metric is like, well, what, when is somebody the most prepared? When are they ready to do something? Cause first thing in the morning, a lot of people are going to need a lot of preparation, which kind of is back to this, warm up conversation that we have and for me I think it makes a lot of sense when you're like well when's the body temperature the best when's their their readiness level the highest as far as mental and physical energy I think that's a really good landmark to use yeah so for me I would say that however these this question itself is actually quite moot for me like it it doesn't it's a moot point it doesn't really matter
0: It is in the micro scheme. And in the macro scheme, if you've been training for five years and you're just getting it done regardless, it matters much more to get the consistency.
1: Are you willing to approach your workout with some intensity? Are you ready to give what you can give that day? And if you are, that's probably a good time for you. And. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's like you. Not everybody has the same schedule or behaviors as you. So, you know, when do you feel best is a bigger question for me. Like, do you feel like you can engage at this time? Good, then do it at that time.
0: Do you think the consistency of our old schedule kind of like built the habit of 2 p.m.? Because that used to be my best time where I felt like ready to rock. And that was based off of just work schedule alone. But now work schedule shifted for me. I feel better now. Around like a 10 to eleven a m warm up, and that's not necessarily because I'm most primed to warm well like to work out. What a podcast rookie anyways it's not um my it's not that the, like my body's most primed and I'm ready to rock, but it's more so. I just feel. Like you know, once the day hits, and I'm sure other people feel this way too. 3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m. starts to hit. Motivation starts to dwindle as the day gets later. So for me, if I can execute my workout before noon, I actually feel like I'm like, oh, like I, I was able to, I was able to make sure I actually got it done. And I know not everybody has the ability to do that with schedule permitting, because I think a barrier to entry to a lot of people is if you're working a nine to five or an eight to four kind of job. You know, you've heard it before. People are like, "Oh man, I got off work and it was 5 p.m. when I was just so tired, and like the resistance was so much higher to get it done." But the resistance was equally as high at 5 a.m., which would be the other opportunity. So it's like I can't get it in at 5 a.m. and I can't get it in at 6 p.m. because the resistance was at its peaks. There's like a little bit of the struggle. So like you said,
1: well, see, that would be the perfect person to say, "Hey, why don't you do a 20 minute at lunch?" I'll give you three exercises. Here's what it looks like. It's in out, wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Have your lunch go back to work, yeah, right So
0: yeah, there are strategies around yeah. it, but hundred percent when's the best time of day to work out? People get too geeked out on trying to micro optimize these little things of their fitness like in in the long run, if you've been exercising for five to ten years or you've got two years under your belt, it like it doesn't really matter. what matters is just the bulk of volume that is compounding and accumulating over
1: time, yeah, this is this is majoring in the minor. (laughs) Like whether or
0: not you've worked out at 6am or 6pm or 2pm, your biceps still look phenomenal.
1: (laughs) You are obsessive. Um, the thing that I would say is that like, even still, if I'm having a hard time fitting it in, I actually still kind of come back to the 8pm right range because a, my kids are in bed, like I put them to bed and so they're in bed by 830. Um, but When I first started working out, I was hiding it from my brother because I was just a little guy. It was funny that I was working out to him, so I'd hide it, Mm -hmm. and that was right before bed. Uh, When I trained with Henrik, it would be, you know, i was almost six years going at 8.30ish to work out and do, like, Olympic lifts. Yeah. So for me, I'm actually really good later in the day. I'm better at 8 p.m. than I would be at 8 a.m.
0: Yeah, me too. When I was in my early 20s, it was like... Eight to nine PM workouts, yeah. and then
1: there's conflicting information
0: out there. They would be like, "Oh, that's gonna wake you up before you go to sleep." La 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 la. But again, you kind of just gotta, you know, pick pick your poison and uh, ride and with it. I do
1: jujitsu at seven forty-five on Tuesday nights, and it's hard. Like <laughs> if you've ever wrestled or rolled with somebody, it is hard work, cardiovascularly mm-hmm. speaking. I'm overheated. I'm tired. I come home, I have a snack, watch a show, boom, gone. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it ends up coming back to what works for you. And if you sleep like a champ after that, like I do, then beautiful. But a lot of this stuff comes back to this basic statement. What feels best for you? Are you going to do it? Are you going to give it everything you got that day? And, you know, if you can perform well that day, you can do it consistently. Well, man. I I would love somebody to research specifically you and say, well, you're not going to get results.
0: I think a lot of people really too need to like watch that all or nothing mentality or that micro optimization where it's, well, if I can't work out at 5 a.m. Then there's no point in doing it. (laughs) Or if I can't do this, like there's no point. Like I actually had a client. uh, I just gave him a program this week, like started on Monday and he got the flu like on Friday. So he's still recovering and he just hit me up and he's like, wow. You know maybe i should just like start fresh next monday and i'm like well it's wednesday if you feel better dog do a little bit of the program do like half of it like you might as well what's the point of waiting to next week like oh i had some cookies last night so i'm going to start my diet next monday instead
1: yeah well that's like when we start talking about majoring in the minor it is analysis paralysis like people want to get everything just right and it's like listen this is not about everything being perfect this is about progress and sometimes that progress is slogging through something that doesn't feel that great, mm. but you can be more proud of yourself when it feels like that. I would argue mm-hmm. like, Hey man, it was a tough day. I slogged through and did what I could do. Frick pat on the back. Yeah. You know, so that's, Doing that's one best. of those things. Okay.
0: Number three, how long should you work out? 150 minutes due to
1: the world guidelines, <laughs> the world health organization. Oh, yes. they've never steered us astray. Uh, Yikes. So, <laughs> we're going to leave that one. Um, You know, one of the things that I would say about how long is if you look at the amount that you can sustain your performance and what you're trying to actually do, I would say that a workout stretching past 90 minutes, it's going to start being at a point where you better be refeeding or you're probably not going to be performing very well. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of research out there that once you get up to a, a top set where you go to as much as your body will give you that day, that a lot of the volume afterwards, as far as strength goes, is garbage volume. Yeah. So... I would say when we start talking about how long, if we leave behind the kind of 150-minute guideline, there was.
0: Sorry, I was going to say there was actually a lot of... uh, There was a meta-analysis that was talking about garbage volume, and it said, like, essentially, like, a certain muscle group has, like, six really hard sets in it, and after six, it's all pretty much useless. So if you're doing 25 sets of chest, like, five sets of bench, five sets of incline, five sets of decline, then cable flies, then I'm going to do push-ups, and then I'm going to do dips, and then I'm going to do light dumb or close grip bench press like a lot of garbage volume in there
1: totally and what if you put that on its head and you're like i'm planning for my six challenging um sets so you do like you set up your rpe so that you take i'm going to take four sets of each i'm going to take a seven rpe an eight rpe a nine point a nine and a ten for muscle gain this would actually work really great and so especially if you're doing six to eight reps if you did that in your first exercise, so you have a really effective one on your last one, and you choose four to six exercises—probably four pecs, one shoulder, and one tricep—you'd have great results. I think um, when
0: we're talking about garbage volume, anyways, I think it's easier for people to wrap their head around approaching twenty-five sets of chest at an RP of six to seven than it is to hit six sets at an RP of nine to okay. ten. That's right. And like that nine to ten effort of six sets, way harder. I've like I've told clients, like, man, I want you to go. Really hard for 40 minutes instead of
1: mediocre, half assing it for 90 minutes. Totally. Well, and I I like to talk about it as taking your shots, right? So you ramp up to, okay, we did all of these previous sets to get up to this top set. I want you to give me what you have on this one. I want you to squeeze it out. This is what I'm trying to go for. And then you'll see them do something like, oh, you got an extra rep. It's like, beautiful, cool. So you got that extra rep. Next week, we're going to keep this weight the same. I want to see an extra one again. And these are things that are easy for people to wrap their head around and get excited about. But when you look about like, how long should I be exercising that, that research is kind of going to overlap a little bit where when we start getting to the garbage volume sets, are you going to be able to do very much load there? No. So all of a sudden our stimulus is away from mechanical tension and mechanical tension where you're working as hard as you can, but the bar speed is slowing down, but you're still performing really well as far as your. Your 1RM, your relative intensity is high. Your percent 1RM is relatively high. That's going to be when you have the most mechanical tension, which is the granddaddy or grandmama of changing your muscle tissue. That's what it. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. pretty well researched. So, if you're doing that, you're going to be like, "Yeah, I'm getting a great stimulus." When you start adding a bunch of sets after, what are they going to have to be? Your technique's going to be harder to hold unless you drop the weight. So all of a sudden, we've lost. Percentage towards what you can actually lift. It's starting to dip and then your actual execution quality is going down So yeah, of course it's garbage volume. You can see what's happening It's like oh I got to be sore because that's my only metric for the workout being effective bad metric
0: I think there's a plain devil's advocate to the over 90 minute session. I think there Can slightly be mental health value there if you are using the gym as an escape Like there was times when I was a young man I'd work out for 90 minutes to two hours But it wasn't because, like, I was thinking I was getting optimal results, but the gym was just a safe place, and it just felt, uh, it was almost, like, mind-numbing, like, just sitting there doing your reps and, like, chasing the pump and kind of just doing your work. Like, it might not have been optimal for the body, but it was definitely optimal for the mind at that time.
1: Well, and if you look at how you were working out at that time, you'd stop and chat with people and whatever else. Yeah,
0: so when you're, like, utilizing it more as, like, the social, Mm -hmm. more as, uh, more than just, like, I need to get my workout in and get out because...
1: Well, and movement shouldn't be seen as like a triple shot espresso, mm-hmm. because it's never been that in the in the course of human history. Mm-hmm. We've always moved pretty consistently throughout the day, and we're seeing effects right now of not moving consistently throughout the day and having these little espresso moments, right? But yeah, I was gonna say it's weird that like it actually is turning into espresso of like oh F forty five now it's F thirty now it's now it's F fifteen now it's six minute abs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a something about Mary reference. It's a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say for how long should you work out 150 minutes is the world guideline. But I think if you don't got 150 minutes, like put in what you can, because that's starting to get into that all or nothing mentality. Or if you're like, Oh, 150 minutes. Oh, there's no way I can do that. That seems like too much of a leap. Jordan Peterson was talking about psychology in regards to like, you know, executing tasks and like cleaning your room. And it's like, well, if you set the task to clean your room and you don't do it, then clearly the task was too large and you need to downsize it until you can actually, Execute said task and start building on those wins. So, like, if you don't have 150 minutes right now, like, nobody's saying that 60 minutes is something to crap on.
1: No. In a lot of ways, it would make a great impact to somebody's life, especially when we talk about mental health. Um, If you were to spend between 10 and 20 minutes a day doing something that's like 60 to 70% of your heart rate, you would notice big changes in your in your positive affect, the way that you feel mm. um, due to physical changes in the brain, hypothalamus frontal lobe, but also due to um, neurotransmitters. There'd, there'd be significant changes there. So, you know, one thing that I'm not a fan of is when people crap on exercise and they're like, well, you shouldn't do that. It's a waste of your time. It's like, eh. You need you would need a very robust metric to figure out whether something was a complete waste of time if somebody was moving, especially in our culture. Mm-hmm. Like people need to move more. And I believe that thoroughly. And even if they're gonna do something that you'd consider subpar, it is valuable. The challenges that you run into in our culture tend to come back to we're eating a lot, we're not moving near as much. They tend to be that. There's also this argument of, you know, we're We're out of our house space way more. We have light way more, um, which really changes up a lot of rhythms that are biology. Like our time that we would spend in darkness not too long ago was quite large. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're almost never in the dark anymore unless we're all the way sleeping. And even then, a lot of us aren't. So the end of the day, things have changed a lot. So if we can get back to some sort of semblance of what our bodies need, which is we need to move often. It doesn't even need to be super intentional. Like just move. And if if you're struggling with where do I start, the answer is pick something. Yeah. Like you could hit the rower and escalate what you're doing on the rower over time. Be confident and proud in what you've accomplished. And you'd probably notice some significant health changes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these questions that we're going to talk about, well, there's 13 questions in total. We're going to do about three a day. But um, a lot of these questions come back down to what are you willing to do? What can you fit? And like you were saying with, you know, is the task too large? It's like, well, yeah, if it is too large, pick something smaller. Because I'll tell you, the nights where I hop on my Kaiser bike in front of my TV and set 10 minutes, 10 minutes is a joke once you get started. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it just needs to be like, you know what, I'm going to spend three minutes. It still has value. After you get to three, you're like, oh, hell, I might as well stay here five, min- five more minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so just getting started is actually a really big, Really profound thing.
0: Yeah, I think it, to summarize this, it takes conscious effort on your part to actually do some real planning and strategizing to decipher what exactly you're willing to give, and then you just need to execute on it. Even mm-hmm. if it's you like that all or nothing mentality, even if it's something small, like start there and start building on your wins.
1: Well, life isn't really built around all or nothing very much, because even myself, I've I've caught myself saying that in the past. Like I'm either on or off. It's like well. No. Like, you can think that if you want, but that's not true. Yeah. Like, even when you're driving, you never turned around being like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Well, you weren't sleeping, so... Yeah. You know, it's one of these things where choosing something that you're willing to do, you know, how often should I work out? What's the best time of day? And how long should I work out? Those are three questions that really boil down to what are you willing to give and how bad do you want what you're looking for? Yeah. Because if you just want a little bit, you want to feel a little bit better, man, Find something to do just 20 minutes at a time for now.
0: Yeah, it doesn't take five days in the gym for an hour and a half apiece.
1: No, and people think it does.
0: Cool. Well, thanks for joining me, Senator.
1: Likewise, Counselor.
0: Mm -hmm. Indeed. If you guys like this, leave a comment, hit the like button, and we'll catch you for part two.
1: Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate your support. If you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe, follow, and throw us a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.